As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This, This is, is your, your dose, dose of daily, daily market, market wisdom, wisdom with master, master trader Nick Santiago. Santiago. Starting from humble beginnings, Nick has been beating the markets for over two decades. He shares with you his take on the profitable trades that will have you moving towards financial freedom in no time at all. To see an in-depth review of his track record and much more, go to InTheMoneyStocks.com. Welcome. This is your daily dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. I'm Kerry Lutz. It's May 7th, 2021, show number 262. Well, we had the miss of all misses here, the mother of all misses, no pun intended, and that is the job numbers of yet another Biden administration success in the making, Nick. <laughs> It was probably uh, the biggest disappointing job number uh, on record uh, ever, and that's its uh, job number number came in at 266,000 new jobs. Now, a lot of it is being blamed on the fact that people don't want to go back to work because they're getting more money to stay home. So we'll see how true that is. But, you know, considering the fact that we were looking for over a million jobs, I even heard, you know, a high end number of 2 million uh, to get 266,000, you know, net net when you take away service and leisure, that's probably a loss of jobs. Um, so this was a really bad and weak number overall. I, I didn't see anything really encouraging about it. But the funny thing is that the stock market loves it because that keeps the Federal Reserve in play and the easy money coming from the central banks is really what keeps the market up these days anyway. Hey, so uh, this is a case of uh, bad news being good news. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we've been seeing a lot of that throughout the years. And uh, this is a, a prime case of that. Hey, just imagine if we could maybe shed half a million jobs. Imagine how high the market could go next month. <laughs> we print a negative number next month. Um, it will be quite something. But I'm still going to put out the cautionary flag out here. I think everybody still needs to be very cautious. Markets uh, in the S&P and the Dow are making new highs. They are not making new highs in the Russell and the NASDAQ. So um, you want to be careful when you see that divergence taking place, um, even though the markets seem like uh, they, they could do no wrong at this stage of the game. Well, our three real bellwethers, long longer term bellwethers, really are Apple, uh, Google, and I guess uh, Facebook, right? You could call them the bellwethers of the stock market because over the past three, four years, the stock market story has been those three companies story, right? And now to a lesser extent, a Johnny come lately is Tesla. Yeah, I would throw Microsoft in that mix and maybe Amazon as well. And then you really have the the complete package there. But, um, you know, Microsoft is is now a trillion dollar company. So we always got to look at that one. But that, that stock's not making new highs either right now. Apple's not making new highs. In fact, Apple's not even where it was in January of 2021. And, you know, this past earnings season, 
season uh, just a week ago or so, a little over a week ago. Apple reported earnings and, you know, crapped out on the same day, gapped up and then rolled over. And it's not even back to where it was. So, you know, there's lots of, of dislocations out here that you need to be concerned about. I, I know everybody thinks, you know, markets go to the moon and never going to stop. We have a new generation of, of people getting into the trading business. But, um, you know, like I always like to say, there's nothing new under the sun. Human nature doesn't change. And, um, you know, you, you got to be careful out here at, at this stage. All right. So let's look at gold and silver. People have been giving me flame comments, you know, negative comments. You've been saying uh, gold's breaking out for three years. Well, the fact is last August, gold hit its new all-time high and nominal high of over $2,000 an ounce. You think we're going to break it now? Well, we still have a little bit of work to do before we get back there. But I mean, considering the fact that we're trading up around 1835, 1840 now, um, you know, you'll go into the 1850 level, which is your 200 day moving average. Once you clear that, um, yeah, I do think you could break it. So looking to clear 1850, that's the 200 day uh, moving average? Yeah, Nick? yeah t- as of today, the 18, the, the 200 day moving average is around 1856. So you got to clear that by a fair amount, maybe, you know, 20, 30 points. If you do that, you know, what's what's stopping uh, gold to go go back and test the 2020 highs? Um, you know, that that's really a big hurdle. And then you'll have some smaller resistance points as you go forward. But in my opinion, that once you get above your 200 day moving average, you know, people get excited. They all want in. And um, the golden that, cross, that's, that's, that's the golden cross, right? Well, the golden cross is really when the 50 day crosses over the 200 uh, day moving average. But when price crosses over uh, certain levels, you know, that's where institutional money comes in and says, hey, this thing's breaking out and I'm not going to miss it. Hence, we go parabolic again. And what's interesting is you were saying 1800 really heavy resistance point retested many times failed, but now it broke through there with such authority, you know, like a knife, hot knife through butter. Yeah, yeah, it did. And and that's what markets do. They go up into resistance points, they stall out, they pause, and then they make another big advance, you know, so everybody should be aware of it. You also have a nice little inverse head and shoulders on gold futures, which gives us a target, a minor target of, of 1880. So once you get to 1880, you will have cleared that 200 day moving average uh, quite nicely. So that that pattern is very much in play right now. And it looks like it's it's on its way to, to fulfilling this uh, the 1880 target. I guess the question I was really asking, but didn't ask it real well, is when you've got a resistance point and in any commodity, in any stock, whatever, there's a resistance point and it's been there for nearly 10 months and then you break it with authority. Is that an indicator? Well, it, it's a sign of a bullish move or if it were to the downside, it'd be a bearish move. But in this case, you've, you know, you got through 1800 pretty significantly here. It took about 10 days or so of consolidation, but once it cracked through it, I mean, we're at 1837, 1836 right now. So, you know, when you break through these levels of resistance, um, they'll go right up into that next level and then they'll stall out again. And you got a little bit of a, of a, of a minor resistance point at 1845, 1840. And then you got that big resistance point at the 200 day moving average, which again is 1856. So, you know, like I always tell everybody, you got to get through one level before you, you know, go up into another. But I will tell you this, what, what gold did that's pretty impressive. It turned its trend up. And when I talked about um, <clears throat> that W pattern being formed, and I know we got a lot of grief on that, uh, people saying, you know, it looks like it's going to break down, you know, I should never listen to you, this and that. But now here we go. And that W pattern has played out spectacularly. And, and there's a lot more potential upside. Just got to clear these resistance hurdles. Yeah, it's totally played out. And Nick, I just remember you uh, saying around, um, I guess it would 
would have been August or uh, September of 2020 consolidation period. Nobody wanted to hear it because everybody wanted to believe that gold was going to go even higher and higher. And yet here we are. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, a lot of times people don't understand the charts. And that that's one of the primary reasons for, you know, jumping in too soon. You got to let these things mature. And, you know, the one thing I've learned as a trader, and I get a lot of grief from it, too, because I don't put out a lot of position. But when I put out a position, I expect to win on it. And um, I get a lot of grief for not putting out enough. And I always tell everybody it's patience. You got to have patience. If you don't, you don't have patience in this business and you're just looking for the immediate gratification, you're going to be very disappointed, especially when these markets shift. So, um, you know, I always tell everybody, let these things get to the levels and then you look at the pattern then you re-examine them. Then you get back, then you get into the trade. Um, you know, I, I think I said the low 1700s is where gold was going, you know, a long time ago and, and nobody believed it would get down there. And, you know, we went even actually a little bit lower, went to 1680 and double tested it. And now here we back, are back up at, you know, 1834. Hey, and even more so than gold is copper. What's up with copper today? Copper's making another new high. I mean, it's just a parabolic move at this stage of the game, but it's up another 2.9% as we speak. And uh, copper trading now at 473, 474. It looks like it's just about uh, above. Well, it's actually it's above all-time its all-time high. high. Oh, it yeah, is. Copper making a new all-time high today. Yeah, yeah, we know that. It did it, I think, 22 hours ago. It's just, uh, it's trading at, uh, you know, way, way, way above where it was uh, last March, that's for sure. And uh, and it looks like it's going to keep going. Well, you'll go a little bit more, but remember, um, all of these charts, when they make these kind of formations, they only last so long. Now, this is a monthly chart parabolic move, so that can last a while. Just like gold made a monthly chart parabolic move back in, in August of 2020, um, they can last a while. So just, you know, understand that, but it, it is parabolic now at this stage of the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely a parabolic move, but you wouldn't say that gold is quite at parabolic levels yet, would you? Oh, oh no. Gold has already had its correction from its parabolic move. So when gold was up into uh, March of last year, that's when it went parabolic. And, you know, it, it, it took an eight-month uh, pullback, you know, to reset itself. And right now, gold is still in its, I like to say, the infant stages here of, of this move. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, but all in all, you know, gold is, is, is not in that similar or not in that state any longer of the parabolic formation. All right. So can you just define what a parabolic move uh, looks like? Sure, sure. So a parabolic move, if you take a look at the chart of copper is, and, and we could look at a monthly chart because I like to use those bigger time frames to, to demonstrate it. It's when a stock goes up, if you were to take, say, um, <clears throat> a chart and you see it going up almost vertical. So maybe it's a 75 or 80 degree angle, not quite a 90 degree angle, but anything above a 65 or 70 degree angle from the pivot low. If you look at a chart that, and it's just about vertical, that's a parabolic move. If you move up and, you know, it's a 40 degree angle or less, that's, you know, what we call just sidestepping or stair stepping its way higher. But when you go up in that vertical formation, so if you took a protractor and you put it up to your screen, you would see that uh, the moving copper on a monthly chart is about, I would say it's just about a 75 to 78 degree angle. That's parabolic. Yeah. So it's one of those ones, you know it when you see it, but when it starts going vertical or near vertical, then uh, be on the lookout, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really just an incredible, incredible move. Um, but you know, all vertical charts end the same way. And, you know, as much as I hate to say that, because a lot of times I participate in these things, but I've, I've seen it so much, so many times over the years, that's just the way they end. And, you know, um, again, right now, copper, copper is in that formation. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, well, we won't talk about 
uh, cryptos today, but uh, <laughs> just uh, enough to say that they're up. But uh, where they're heading, anybody's guess. And that is it for today. Make sure you go over and take a look at Nick's site so you can get in on these really profitable trades as well. We're looking at inthemoneystocks.com. And while you're at it, take a look at the Twitter feeds at ITMS, at NickSantiago01, at Kerry Lutz. Email address is kl at kerrylutz.com. Nick, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, Kerry. This, this is your, your dose, dose of daily, daily market, market wisdom, wisdom with master, master trader, trader Nick, Nick Santiago. Santiago. Starting from humble beginnings, Nick has been beating the markets for over two decades. He shares with you his take on the profitable trades that will have you moving towards financial freedom in no time at all. To see an in-depth review of his track record and much more, go to inthemoneystocks.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.